0: Hello and welcome to our service for Easter day. A service where we reflect on the joy of the resurrection and the hope that we have in God. I'd like to thank all who have taken who are taking part in this service. Thanks to Andy Skitt and the Reverend Julia Skitt for bringing us the readings. Thanks to the Reverend Richard Hall for the reflection. Thanks to Pastor Jacob Molyneux for the music. And thanks to the Reverend Shalom McNeil Cooper for our prayers today. And thank you to all who have sent in messages that will be shared during our time of testimony as we celebrate a Love Feast together later on. There is a traditional Easter acclamation to the words, Christ is risen, we respond with gusto, he is risen indeed, alleluia. Christ is risen, he is risen indeed, alleluia. The Lord's day is here, And among all the uncertainty around the world, we find ways to celebrate the resurrection. So show us your new life, risen Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And so we sing now the Green Blade Rises, which is number 306 in... Singing the faith and 204 in hymns and psalms. Now the green blade rises.
1: Now the green blade rises from the buried grain. Wheat that in the dark earth many days has lain. Love lives again that with the dead has been. Love is come again like wheat that springs up green. at Easter like the risen grain He that for the three days in the grave had lain Quick from the dead My risen Lord is seen Love is come again Like wheat that springs up green When our hearts are wintry Grieving or in pain then your touch can bring us back to life again Fields of our hearts that dead and bare have been Love is come again like weed that springs up green Love is come again, like weed that springs up green.
2: My brothers and sisters in Christ, let us admit our faults and confess our frailty, and offer to God that which we need carry no longer. God, on this, the day of your resurrection, we bring to you our sins by what we have done and what we have left undone in our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. We confess our brokenness to the ways we wound our lives, the lives of others, and the life of the world. If we have been impatient with the current world situation in the comfort of our home, pardon us. If we have run out of compassion and empathy and lived in our humanity and not in your divinity, forgive us. If we have not embraced your resurrection because we are anxious or preoccupied, show us your mercy. If we have not shared our resources of our talents our time, or our treasure in the best way we can in our current situation, pardon us. For the times we have not shown you our deep gratitude for all the blessings in our lives, we are sorry. For the times we have trampled your creation and not cared for it, forgive us. Holy God, you accept a true and contrite heart for the sins we know about and the sins we have yet to recognize. Grant us your pardon that the stumbling blocks we place before ourselves may be whittled into cobblestones by your Holy Spirit so that we might walk a path of mercy, justice and righteousness. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Friends, here is the good news. If we are truly sorry and humbly repent, we are indeed forgiven. There is nothing, nothing, nothing in this world that can separate us from God's love, not even death. Knowing God has forgiven us, let us accept his grace and have the courage to forgive ourselves. May we be a resurrection people, and go and sin no more. In the name of the risen Lord. Amen. Reading Acts
3: chapter 10, verses 34 to 43. Then Peter began to speak to them. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Amen.
4: Reading from John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter, and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went towards the tomb. The two were running together, But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there. But he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head, the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned round, and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? For whom are you looking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, "Rabboni," which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her.
5: The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. But perhaps this year our acclamation of Alleluia is less assured than it would usually be. For this has been an Easter like no other. I say with confidence that no one has experienced an Easter quite like this one. Not just in our own land, but across the world. City streets are empty, shops are shut, travel plans have been cancelled and people are confined to their home. Worse than that, our hospitals are overrun, our doctors and nurses overworked are politicians bewildered and in the midst of all this chaos comes the easter message christ who was dead is now alive what are we to make of the easter message at a time such as this we meet mary magdalene going to the tomb in mourning she's going because she wants to grieve properly she wants to do what is right according to the customs of her time And when she goes to the tomb and finds it empty, her spirit is full of anguish because she can't do what she knows is right. And many people in our own land today will identify with how Mary feels. The need to offer a proper funeral is a basic human instinct, it seems. And being unable to do that only deepens our sense of loss and hopelessness. And it's into that sense of loss and hopelessness that the risen Jesus appears. And at first, we might be surprised that Mary doesn't recognise him. Something about him is is different. He's the same person, and yet somehow changed. The, the different Gospels have different ways of putting this over, but all agree that the risen Jesus is, at first, hard to recognise. New life, the resurrection life, is like that. Things change. Nothing remains the same. Jesus is the same person, yet somehow different. He brings his followers into a new and ever closer relationship, calling them brothers and sisters. The risen Jesus comes not in vengeance and retribution But serving as he is always served, the one who washed his disciples' feet, now comes speaking words of peace and serving breakfast on a beach. When we recognise the new life of Christ, we begin to recognise the true power of God to transform situations of hopelessness and failure into situations of hope and joy. That's what resurrection really means. The resurrection is not simply a happy ending. It's not God's gotcha moment, but rather it speaks to us of the the true nature of God, not ignoring or setting aside human suffering, but embracing it, taking it as his own, redeeming our life and making it whole. Often in the church we speak of the death of Christ as the means of salvation, and it's right that we do, for so it is. But we're apt to forget the role that resurrection plays. St Paul, writing to the Romans, reminds the Romans that just as Jesus was handed over to death for our sins, so he was raised to life for our salvation. In the situation that our land faces today, we are being given We've been given an opportunity to speak of the hope and joy of Christ, even in the midst of what appears to be hopelessness. We do not deny the suffering around us. We do not ignore the suffering around us. God has planted his feet in the soil of our earth and calls calls on his people to stand with him alongside all those who are in need. We do not turn our backs on death, but instead see in death an opening for new life. It may be hard to recognise at first, but today we rejoice that new life has indeed come among us, that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. He stands among us and invites us to become, once again, His people living as he has lived, loving as he has loved, bearing compassion, speaking words of peace, making himself known in hospitality, in openness, in the healing of the sick and the loving of the unlovable. Christ comes as he has always done. The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Amen.
2: We come now to a time of prayer for ourselves and for the needs of the world. Let us pray. Loving God, three in one and one in three, for this your day of resurrection, we offer to you our praise and thanksgiving for your faithful witness to us in the history of your salvation. We are grateful that we may still worship you in these times without fear or persecution. Thank you for your blessings day by day, hour by hour, for your faithfulness unto us in these times of trial, for the running water that flows freely from our taps, for the friends, neighbors, families, and colleagues who help us, for the foods we have in our pantries, For the glorious weather that warms our soul, for the sound of the bird's song, accept our praise. Therefore, O God, it is out of deep gratitude that we have the strength to pray for others whose prayers are whispered to you in fear, in desperation, in grief and despair, for whom your blessings are not visible to them now. And so we pray for all who have lost their employment and livelihood. For those who work tirelessly to save lives and their families who work tirelessly, too. We pray especially for doctors, nurses, pharmacists, hospital cleaners, medics, midwives and everyone who makes possible the healing of those who are sick. We pray for those who help keep things going for us, the rubbish collectors, the parish councils, the grocery shops, the people who deliver food and medicine to us. And may those people in power treat their employees well. We pray for our governments that they may be wise, proactive and caring We pray for the clergy around the world who are out of words, who are learning to work in new ways, who are blessing mass graves, who cannot comfort their flock, and the clergy who rely on you entirely to be the good shepherd to your people. We pray for our fellow Christians around the world who celebrate your resurrection in new and strange ways yet reminded of the early disciples hidden away in the upper room. May we be reminded of our religious freedom as this way of worship from home is familiar to many who are frightened of being caught as a Christian. We pray for those who are without adequate shelter, water, food, or emotional support. We pray for those who are at home with someone who abuses them. And we pray for the abusers that they may have their hardened hearts warmed. We pray for those in cramped homes, in areas of high pollution that make this pandemic unbearable for them. We pray for those who struggle with addictions in its many forms who are likely struggling even more now with restriction on movement and are feeling the pangs of desire to feed their addiction. We pray for those who are prisoners and those who are prisoners of public opinion. We offer to you, loving God, all those who are dying all those about to be brought into this world for those who love and care for them for all who are bereaved for those who suffer in unseen ways for those who despair and for those who do not have hope We pray for all those who are separate from their loved ones now. Perhaps a couple in the same village, but one is in the nursing home and one is at home. For people that are separated by a different county or even another country. We pray for everyone who has requested prayer. And we offer to you now, O God, the prayers of our hearts. Take all these our prayers, O God, even the whispered ones and the ones that do not take shape in words. Bend your ear toward us and equip us to answer the prayers of protection from others by giving us the patience and the loving kindness to stay at home. May you help us to be an answer to prayer and may we have the wisdom to know to answer the prayers of others through your Holy Spirit. Bind us together now as your body as we pray The power and the glory are yours, now and for ever. Amen.
0: And so we come to our Love Feast. Love Feasts have been part of Christian worship since the very beginning, but particularly they've been part of our Methodist tradition. Going right back to the Wesleys. During a love feast, we share with each other testimonies, perhaps of where God has blessed us, perhaps of where sometimes we've been struggling. But today I'm going to read to you a number of messages that I've received about how God has blessed people over the past couple of weeks, and perhaps especially at the moment, and especially on this joyous and hopeful day that is Easter. We need to reflect with thanksgiving and joy at what God continues to do for us, even in the midst of uncertainty. As you listen to these messages, perhaps you'd like to think of how God has blessed you over these past couple of weeks, what Easter means to you in the light of those blessings. And whilst it's right that we share our concerns, it's also right that we share our joys and our blessings too. If listening to these you think, well I can, I've got something to say or I've got a particular blessing that I'd like to be shared more widely, please email me, either you can record it for yourselves or just a few lines on email is fine. And any additional messages that I receive, I'll include in a separate podcast. And perhaps when we're struggling, it's good to listen to those messages to remind us just how much God does. For me, the blessing that God has given over these past few weeks has been an expansion, really, of, not my understanding perhaps, but my realisation of who God is. Even when we are locked down and separate, God still connects us through prayer and praise and worship. And it's been good to hear that we've been gathering together, even though we're apart, for worship as God's people and for prayer as God's people. And a message from Chris and Selwyn. They say that although they've sorely missed the ability to put their arms around family and friends... Their blessing is that they share with everyone the Easter joy, as Charles Wesley put it in his hymn, when he said, the arms of love that compass me would all the world embrace. And they offer their love and prayers to everybody. Maureen says, I've received many blessings over the last few weeks from the kindness of neighbours and family and all the messages from our church family she says that one of my greatest blessings is having Mervyn living with me on Thursday he stood at the end of the drive and played his trombone for everyone in the NHS and all those who care Celia wants to share that she's been sustained by a deep awareness of the sacredness of the present moment and the sacredness of the ordinary and that she's found strength through the prayer podcasts that we're putting out that they've become a vital part of the framework for every day for her. Martin writes that he's felt blessed by the real sense of belonging to a much wider Methodist community and he wants to give thanks for the renewal of community in his neighbourhood. And he also says that during this time, he's felt closer to the love of members of his family. Caroline wants to say that she's been incredibly grateful for the family time in their new home, having beautiful weather to enjoy the garden properly for the first time since moving in and she also says as a family we have had the opportunity to stop our busy lives of work and driving around to various appointments and clubs she says we've spent more quality time together with the children playing cricket climbing trees and playing hide and seek So she says the whole family feels so fortunate that this is all in the comfort of their own back garden. Janet wants to say that her testimony is one of thanks. Thanking God for being there for her. Thanking God that she is still free from COVID-19. Thanking God for the marvellous weather. for the unusual peace and tranquillity pervading everywhere. She wants to thank God for the blackbirds nesting in her garden and for belonging to a church family whose members phone her up and do her shopping. She says that she is truly grateful and asks God to bless every one of them. Sandra and Keith want to share that they've had so many blessings but just yesterday on their permitted walk they paused by a hedge having seen movement and they were rewarded by seeing a baby rabbit come out for a while but also a dunnock singing sweetly from the hedge. She says a neighbour gave us tadpoles for our pond as after as we unusually haven't had any this year. She also says that the blue tit is busy nesting in the box by the back door. And finally a blessing is that her granddaughter granddaughter wrote the message and address on the Easter card all by herself. And she says I could go on and perhaps once we start thinking about how God is blessing us and hopefully we too can go on Muriel would like to give thanks for the technology that we have that even though sometimes it doesn't always work as we want it to it enables us to be together even from a distance for Claire and Philip. They say that the words of Martin Luther come to mind very strongly this year, this year. Our Lord has written the promise of resurrection, not in books alone, but in every leaf in springtime. And this year we have time and space to really see and hear that. Not just in leaf, but in birds singing Birds being busy, blossom, lambs, seedlings, in trays. And that promise of resurrection, they say, is also seen in the sacrificial response of our essential workers and in volunteers springing up everywhere. And the clapping on Thursday evenings. They say we, give, we see signs of resurrection hope even in frightening times. And for that, we give thanks. And for Man, who says, It was a blessing listening to the blessings that others have felt today, echoing so many of my own. Especially, she says, I feel the blessing of God's creation, speaking so eloquently of new life at this time when we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus for all people. God's creation reminding us of God's love, mercy and power and that in these difficult times he is still in charge of his world and from Meryl it says the blessings that she feels are a family keeping in touch, sending photos and dropping off groceries and she also gets hope from the beauty of the countryside, which is God's creation. And finally for now, Reg and Ruth say for them a special blessing has been the ability to share in worship led by their daughter Sharon on video from Pakefield Parish Church. They say that in normal times that's not possible So seeing her from so far away is a great and joyous experience. And for that they give thanks. So as we listen to a piece of music, I invite you to eat and to drink. Giving thanks for those blessings that we've heard, giving thanks for what God has done for us. And again, if you'd like your blessings sharing, your testimony of God's goodness sharing, then please send it to me and I'll make sure we share it much more widely. sing thine be the glory risen conquering some which is number 313 in singing the faith or 212 in hymns and psalms after the hymn there'll be a blessing and then please feel free to stay and to wish each other and those around you a happy and blessed easter (laughs) the need for new life in the world around us. We are your people, Lord, the people of new life. Help us to use our gifts and our lives to inspire new life, to enable resurrection by the Spirit of God. And may the blessing of God, creator, redeemer and sustainer, bless us Bless those who we love and bless those who God wants us to love this joyous Easter day and forever. Amen.